Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Saturday. It's the 29th of February, and um, we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. This is our last podcast of the week, Dwight. Um, So Dwight, Beal, and I, Brendan, um, have been reading through this week's scriptures and reflecting on them, and I've really enjoyed our conversations. I have too. It's been great. Um, Before we read today's scripture, which is Matthew 18, um, just a couple reminders. First of all, the night of worship. Yeah, a month from today. Exactly one month from today, the 29th of March. Mm -hmm. Yep, so 6 p.m. in the sanctuary, we're going to gather to worship and to pray and just to linger in God's presence, and we'll have a worship team that'll be there, and we'll have people in the prayer corner to to pray for anybody who Mm. needs healing physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, relationally. Uh, it'll just be a time to do a deep dive with God and the Holy Spirit. So put that in your calendar. Yep. We'd love to have you there. Mark the date. Make it happen. The 29th. Uh, if you have, a lot of us have like missional community that night. It'd be a great thing to bring a missional community to. It's an experience right together. Um, and then a uh, month after that is going to be the annual Whitecaps game. Uh, you don't have to sign up for the night of worship, but for the Whitecaps game, you got to sign up because we got to get your tickets. So you can sign up in at the welcome table on Sunday tomorrow. So yeah, let's read today's scripture, Matthew 18. Um, is this me or you? Who's going to read this one? You. I'm going to read this one. Okay. Matthew 18, one through seven. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child, whom he put among them, and said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones, who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened round your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. Occasions for stumblings are bound to come, but woe to the one by whom the stumbling block comes. What immediately immediately grabs you about this passage, Dwight? (laughs) I need to put some more spaces in there so I don't read it right after. (laughs) What immediately grabs you about this passage, Dwight? Uh... I think you should go first. Okay, I'll go first. I, I do have something that grabs me, but I think we need to warm up to it. Okay, okay, good. When I don't know what what to, what to reflect on, I just, like in my conversations or mm-hmm. with Scripture, I just repeat back what I heard. Mm. So what I, what I see happening is the disciples are asking who the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is. And I mean, it makes me wonder, why do they want to ask Jesus that question? Like what's behind mm-hmm. that? I I tend to think that behind every question is a statement, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I wonder what the statement behind that question is. If they're thinking, "I wish I was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven," I don't think they're asking Jesus, "Are you the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" 
I think they're asking for their own sake, like, how do we become great? Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of like that Pharisee we we're talking about who says, look at me. I tithe. I, you know, I serve people. I do good things. Um, and I pray out loud in front of people, things like that. Um, anyway, so I'm just wondering the condition of the hearts of the disciples. And then uh, Jesus brings a child. He's an object lesson. He grabs a child and says, um, this is who I want you to be like. Um, you need to change. You need to change your hearts and become humble like a child. Um, so for me, it's this contrast Jesus is making between our hubris, um, our desire to hide behind achievements and roles and um, righteousness, you know, false righteousness, religiousness, and the humility that Jesus calls us to, which is not like false humility of like, oh, I don't deserve it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just a total, um, like when I think of my my girls, they have no self-consciousness. You know, they're just, they just live life. You know, they don't, they don't um, think about themselves too much. You know, they, they don't apologize for themselves too much in that, in that kind of way, in a child's way. You know, they, they're just who they are. And I think Jesus is calling the disciples to a really high level of transparency, vulnerability, honesty, um, like David talks about in the psalm, like, like you know, that you, you desire truth in my inmost being. So I don't know, that's what I see in this passage. What, mm-hmm. what, what, do you, what do you see in this passage? Oh, okay. So reason I need to warm up to this, uh, at verse 6, you know, if any of you puts a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck. So years ago when I worked at Hope College, I, I was on the chaplain staff, and my boss, his name was Ben Patterson, he was the dean of the chapel at the time. Uh, I think we all encountered a season of ministry that we we didn't see coming, where just simply proclaiming that this is the Word of God was controversial. By claiming that Jesus was the only way to God was controversial. By saying from the pulpit that God was very intentional in designing marriage between one man and one woman, very controversial. Before we knew it, we were in this firestorm hmm. of opposing views and things that were taught in, in the chapel were being untaught in the classroom and vice versa. And it was just a very interesting, very difficult time. And my boss uh, said to some of his critics, uh, these are millstone issues. Hmm. And it made his hearers very angry because they knew what he meant. He was saying, the, you're misleading these little ones. Hmm. And it'd be better if a millstone were tied around your neck. Yeah, every time I read this passage, I, I will always remember that season of ministry for me. And and Jesus said stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looked at people and and said, you know, you're you're slamming the door of heaven in people's faces. Yeah, you know, and it'd be better if you weren't born. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the that's not the nice warm fuzzy Jesus. That that's the. Uh, the Jesus who, out of his zeal and love for the Father, had to say hard things sometimes. Well, the Old Testament has language like this, and Jesus has language like this. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it depends on your perspective of how you read it, whether it sounds like angry Jesus 
or deeply compassionate Jesus. If you're a child, this is definitely a warm, fuzzy Jesus. Jesus is deeply compassionate. Yes, yeah. Jesus is protecting me. That's right. So if he's telling them to become <laughs> like children, and then he's saying, and if anyone tries to attack you or put a stumbling block in your way or try to lead you astray or tempt you or whatever, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yes. a, that's Because di- he's talking to the oppressors when he's saying, that's right. you know, woe to you who put stumbling blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, the God of the Old Testament, yes, he's saying, yeah, you know, my wrath is going to come against sin and wickedness, and that's all going to be burned in unquestionable fire, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds really scary if you're a person of power, you know, um, and there's many of us who are in positions of power who that offends but if you're someone who God is defending, the poor, you're like, the go weak, Jesus, like, go! Thank you. <laughs> like someone's finally dealing with this. We have a God who cares, right. who knows what this is like. Um, I'm I'm not going to go into this issue because um, there's too many uh, triggers, and it might be inappropriate on a podcast. But and we know of someone. We just became aware of someone that we know of who has put uh, children. In harm, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I want that person brought to justice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some serious things that have gone on that I want. I want to know for the sake of my daughters, who have uh, who who may have interacted with this person. You know, not in any inappropriate way, but to know that someone is going to deal with that person um, and the way they need to be dealt with is is comforting, protect. It's comfort to me, mm-hmm. compassion for me as a dad to know someone is protecting my daughters. Right. You know, um, I want to protect my daughters, but to know that God looks out for my children, mm-hmm. and then God looks out for me that way, mm-hmm. the way that I want my daughters to be protected from someone who might hurt them, mm-hmm. that God would protect yeah. his children in that way, that is a compassionate God. If you're standing on the other side of the equation, it's like, why is God so mean? Right. You know, but we have to see the heart of the Father is for those children. That's right. It's for the weak and vulnerable. And um, I think Ben Patterson was is having compassion on the people who have been put under his care right. to say, we need to protect these these kids, not like protect them to the hard, harsh world because um, we're called into that world. But right. we like God protects these. He, God watches over these kids, and um, we need to be on God's side on this. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a, a good word. Um, so with that, I think we've concluded our week of Bible reading plan. Next week, oh gosh, who's oh next week is is Reuben. Reuben's mm. going to be our surprise guest awesome. on Monday. So on surprise. Monday morning, uh, I think these go out five a.m. Uh, on Anchor Podcast, and if you're on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, it, it lags a little bit. It comes out at like six or so. But um, tune in, and Ruben and I will be reading through those passages and reflecting on them. So it's another great series of conversations. So Dwight, thank you. You're welcome for joining me. Um, we kind of dug deep into some of these um, sometimes difficult passages, and um, thanks for doing so with some courage. And thanks for welcoming me into your house. Yeah, you appreciate bet. it. All right. So we'll see you guys. A lot of you guys will see tomorrow morning. And then on the podcast, we'll be in your ears on Monday morning. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.